It's a good show. Okay, this is Moses Allison, and you're listening to Radio 8-Ball with Andros Jones. Welcome to Radio 8-Ball. Give us a shake. We're in the studio tempting fate with Jeffrey Gaines putting questions to the songs which we will randomly select here with the help of our friend Synchronicity and now it's time for Radio It Ball give us a shake Jeffrey Gaines it's the Radio 8 Ball the Radio 8 Ball show it's the Radio oh 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 it's the Radio 8 Ball show Welcome back to Radio 8 Ball, the show where we answer questions by picking songs at random and interpreting those randomly chosen songs as the answers to the questions, like picking musical tarot cards. I am your host, Andras Jones, and for seven musical divinations, we have been joined by the great Jeffrey Gaines. How's it going, guys? How's it going? We've gone through do you feel like we've gone through something pretty intense together <laughs> totally i mean we have had we've had some great guests asking some really profound questions i have you know i've got a crash course in in you and your music and i'm looking forward to again i'm i've talked about it at the beginning of the show i'm gonna get to see you with see you with your band this weekend and i i assume you're gonna be touring around the country and i encourage as many people as possible. We were talking earlier. You say you don't go on tours. You just, this is your job. You just yeah. play. You're coming to a town where where <laughs> you are somewhere. So but we're down to one last song on the board. And that song is Thick and Thin. And that song is going to be the answer to Jeffrey's question, which he gave me at the beginning of the show. And... A lot of fans of Crinkling Paper tune in just to this part of the show. It's a fetish that some people have. Yeah. So I'm just going to give them as much as I... Ooh, Ooh, it feels so good. Okay, and now let's unveil the question from Jeffrey Gaines. A great question from the, from the mind of Nick Lowe and the mouth of Elvis Costello and the pen of Jeffrey Gaines. What's so funny... About peace, love, and understanding. And here's the answer. I feel neglected 
That's you know the sometimes this randomness. That's a good. That's a really nice. You ever close the show with that? Is that a, that's no. not a show closer? No. Oh yeah, that's a that is a really good. It it's total. Well, first of all, that's thick and thin. That's the answer to your question. What's so funny about peace, love, and understanding? Well, I have I have some ideas, but uh, t- tell tell me a little bit about that song. Man, that's uh, just that's really uh, what comes to just came to mind. It's maybe the most non-songwriting song you know it's like that's just uh that's just my thoughts that's just the no that's, but a, that's... A, a day that's just a that's just a me yeah but it's day it's not even like trying to be a song or being a songwriter about just expressing yourself like i'm just 
So that's one where I'm not trying to come up with any way of saying it. It's just just say it. But it's, music oh well, for for something that it, I mean, it makes sense because it's very uh, it's very pure. But also, there's some really it there's some great song craft in the in the, the the lyrics particularly. And then just like I guess maybe that's why I said it seems like a it could be a closer. It feels like the music it does have that feeling of like it's just so easy. It it creates this bed, but then you are lyrically, you're not just phoning it in. I think there's something about songwriters, the songwriters who elevate themselves to the place where, of like these people you're talking about, Nick Lowe and Elvis Costello, that you can tell that even when they're like, if you like in the sign, you say, like, I procrastinate, but I, sometimes things still get done. If you're a songwriter, even if like, you can't phone it in because you still have to entertain yourself. So your way of a mind to write a song, you're not going to like if you get to the end of a verse, you're going to want to do that extra little something sure. that make that make that pleases you. Yeah. Right. So uh, your idea of oh, I didn't that's not a really songwritery song is mm-hmm. that thing of like the sweet swing of a natural hitter. All of gotcha. the work that goes into getting that natural swing allows you to one day just toss off a song like that. But that doesn't happen. That's beautiful. Thank yeah. you. So, uh, appreciate that. You know, and, the, and so, and it, it, you presence a lineage of songwriting when you, with your question, not just a lineage of activism, which I think that that comes out of. And I, it's, it is, I think, one of the greatest songs and the combination of what Elvis Costello was able to do with, with Nick Lowe to Nick Lowe's song to take it to this other level, which almost makes it, in some ways, the greatest Elvis Costello song. It's hard to say with so many songs, mm. but it should be in the conversation. It's it's definitely the greatest question. In the sense of like... <laughs> Even if it was never turned into a song. Um, yeah. So, you know, so there is this... The song in itself, I love the irony that it portrays. It's It's mocking the people who are mocking the thing that it's talking about. So it's mocking that punk sense of why are you why do you make fun of hippies? You know, why do we make fun of hippies? What's so funny about this thing yeah. that we all know is what we really need? Um, yeah. So all of that was there when I was listening to the song, but I'm curious when you asked that question, maybe there maybe it was, you know, fanciful, but what, what is there some piece of that that you were trying to like was it about peace, love and understanding? Was it going back to what the question actually is? Uh, no, actually, it was, it was it was fanciful. I mean, yeah. because I, you know, um, I don't. Yeah, I. What do I do in life? Um, it comes down to questions. Um, I evolve. I mean, I don't really ask a lot of questions, man. I just, yeah. I say, I just, my feet hit the ground, and I'm like, these are the conditions, and um, you know, I, I can work within it. I can work within the framework. I just feel like one of those survivors that could could have worked through whatever the framework was of whatever time and whatever changing times. I'll just figure a niche. Uh, and I hate to go there because it's like, you know, it, it aligns me with uh, just the more primal forms of existence, you know? It's just like, oh, yeah, you mean like a rodent does? Yeah. I'm like, this mm-hmm. is the this is the, this is is what they've given me. Uh, I, can work, I can work within it, you know? So a lot of questions I kind of maybe stopped a long time ago. Like when I was a kid, I stopped. With why is that? I'm just, well, now it's going so fast. You know, honey, it is. You know? That's what I, you know, it's like, so I, I'm not a parent. I'm not a parent because I'd be, I have the worst parenting skills because mm-hmm. my parenting skills would be uh, 
cope with things, you know? Instead, I'm, I like that the people, I like people are in the streets, and I like the people are making changes. I love that all the time. I just wonder if my people, uh, when I say my people, I mean if it was a, a nation of, of Jeffs, a nation of me, I don't know if we, we, we would have changed anything because I would have um, pretty easily figured out a way to live within it. Um, I would have, you know, slipped through the system or figured out a way, uh, you know, and, you know, it's just a, it's a weird survival habit that I have that makes me almost not ask a lot of questions. So um, when you, when you say, cause the, you, when you said question, you said why, which I think is that's, that is a, a child's question. Why? Whereas I feel like there's like, as an, as adults, we ask how, like how, that's like, beautiful. how can I do? That's very optimistic. Right. right. That's, that's, Yeah. <laughs> It's like even empowered. if like you get up in the morning, you're like, okay, well, what do I have to do? What it, you know, what's, what's the most important thing for me to do? Like, I love that idea. It's, it's such an artist and a songwritery thing, and I love it. How many of the most prolific artists in the world think of themselves as lazy? <laughs> like, I procrastinate, Whoa. but things get done. Oh, yeah. But so many artists, like you, like the people who are the most prolific, and you'll listen to them talk about themselves and their experiences of themselves is how much time I spend not doing stuff. Yeah. But then on the outside, we look at it and it's like, well, there's just play after play after play or record after record or movie after movie. And, and that person, their experience of it is not, oh, I have this incredible output. Which is just an interesting thing about how we perceive ourselves. Mm-hmm. I, I think also, though, it is always cheating work, work, you know? I mean, mm-hmm. creating art and stuff like that or things that people will uh, deem or value as art, that is, in a, that is ultimately f- um, some way to skirt a real ditch-digging job, work, work. You yeah. Know what I mean, you're like, you're like let me, again, that's more terms of, uh, you know, how will I survive and I'll, I'll figure something out that is going to, you know, suit me. So I'm not asking why you have to go to work. I'm, you know, why you have to have a nine to five. I just, I'll figure out a way to not. So, right. you know, just like there's ways to do it. And I think, you know, <clears throat> yeah, I, you know, it's all in what you value. You know what I well, mean? I, you, you did put out a compelling idea there for a second there, uh, which is a nation of Jeffs. Like oh man, we'd be the worst. <laughs> what would it, we'd that, be the worst. What would it, so? What would your nation like? What would be the credo of the of the the nation of Jeffs? Oh man, I think. Oh, well, I'm not going to really. I don't know if you it haven't just really thought about me. all this. It but. just came to me, but I swear we would just. It would be. It'd just be. You know. Uh, I mean, I think for me, everything's a matter. There's a lot of. You know, I think we would just really mind our own business so much that. You know, we, we have an eye out. We have a, you know, we definitely peripheral vision. I'm, I'm sensing everybody, sensing everything, but we're making moves that, you know, I, I think it'd be a frictionless world of Jeff's because we'd just be working in harmony without harmony being our objective. It's our objective would be to expedite. Mm-hmm. And then in focusing only on that, we'd already be problem solving. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like before we go you know, we, well, I'm, you know, here's one path of space. He's coming, I'm coming. There'd be no principle of pride or bow down to me or I'd just be like, I've already moved to the side because I don't want to confront the, con- the confrontation. So we've solved that war because there was none because I yield to you. I don't yield to you because you're above me. I yield to you because I really, my focus is to get where I'm going, not to have a thing with you at all. And we would just move like just water. 
We were just like the water doesn't the water goes around the rock. It just it's not like a let's talk about it, let's discuss <laughs> it. You know, I you know, there's no possession, there's no like feeling of this is my space, my you know, there's no personal space problems because we just I'm just moving through all obstacles are no obstacles at all because you're just moving forward and that's your focus and not the things that could trip you up. And we would just it would just be weird. It would just be moving like well, and what I find really funny, well, not funny, but just uh, compelling, and there's an interesting synchronicity there, is that the way you describe the nation of Jeffs is very much the way that at the very beginning of this, you described your working relationship with Chris and the band of this sense of like, everyone's yeah. free to have, an, like, we're all working on this together. There's no hierarchy of your ideas don't count. And you're all, like you said, you're working like water together. You're moving in, in concert Right? Absolutely. Together. So that's wonderful. In a way, isn't that what a band, like that is what the dream of a band is that yeah. we find a, a small nation of like-minded people in pursuit of harmony, in pursuit of groove, in pursuit of something yeah. that unites us where right. we can cease to be singular organisms, but we're singular organisms working towards. Right. Like we're. Right. And yeah. that's that's also what I find. That's what I find about. You know, in the music thing, um, so many, so many times, you know, we were talking about just the, uh, I don't, I don't hang out that much. Yeah. I don't socialize that much because, you know, that when you, when you find that you can do that in a band and you've had that, like, wow, look, we can do this. You start to try to relay it to every aspect of life. You're like, we can do this so many places. Mm -hmm. And it's not like a thing we have to talk about prior to the fact, uh, I jump on stage a lot with, with people that I've never worked with before, and then they're like, man, the guy just got up on stage, and then we just, you know, more, more, yeah, it was just, we were just talking about it over at the Kibitz room, it's just like, yeah, because we don't need to discuss it, because our language is music, right? and it doesn't matter, you know, if you're in, you know, if you're in France, you're in Germany, you know, we don't even speak the same language, but we speak, oh, I know that song, and right. I, know, I know this language, and we'll talk after, we'll get to meet, know each other after, you know? Um, you know, so I think, um, you know, that's my, that's my thing. Just, just solutions, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, getting together with, uh, the band in the studio, it's like, well, we could probably spend some days doing weird things that aren't musical, like thinking that if we have some dinners together, that's, then we'll, then we'll go to the studio. It's like, I don't know, like yeah. how you eat won't have mm -hmm. anything to do with it. Like, you know, it'll really just be distracting to. Uh, Francis Ford Coppola might disagree with you because that's what, that was his thing to get us all as actors together yeah. and eat together. But I, but I think that that's a, that, that is a different thing. Like I hear what you're saying is yeah. when you sit down at the table of music together, that is, that's the meal. That's, that's the meal. Yeah. And, and when you find people who can really, who get, like where you just all get this on that same musical language yeah. uh, wavelength, right? Then... And I think all the other things, if if in a sense, you know, when people have, we've all uh, watched these uh, these get-togethers like the We Are the World type things, and you've heard some people saying, "Leave your ego at the door." Mm -hmm. Well, I think you know, also leave you know, getting to know folks is also, oh wow, now I know he he feels this way, it now impacts the way I'll act, right? Because I've now I know that, and and I'll take that into consideration oh yeah what should happen is that he shouldn't bring that right into the configuration so i shouldn't know that and i won't be disrespecting it he shouldn't right. bring it in here 
Right. Do you know what I mean? I don't have to now that we had this dinner and I know See, now you're not getting, to say that. Now you're getting to a different level of what 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 makes it the people who you can play with like that is that there is a certain samurai grace or something about like not just leave your ego at the door about how you judge other people, but like what I going back to my initial question, that baby part of yourself that gets set off because you're disappointed, because you feel disrespected, because you feel like someone just doesn't think you're cool or whatever. And then I said, why did you bring your feeling <laughs> right. to that? And Don't do that. Right. right. And just like it's fun that first time you get together with a bunch of guys or a bunch of people, a bunch yeah. of musicians in a garage the first time you're playing mm. and you might sound horrible, but it feels so good yeah. and you don't know anything yet. And pretty and those are the bands that break up hard over girlfriends <laughs> and other stuff because you put it all in. Yeah. Right. And then sure. you get to a certain point. I mean, I'm sure when you're a guy like Pete Thomas, you've come into so many like you've been you've been in one of the biggest bands in the world. You've also played with lots of little bands. You play you've come in and played sessions on this and that. And yes. you, if you're that guy, then you know how to come in and do exactly what you're talking about. I'm not going to tell you like any of my stuff I've dealt with and I'm sure maybe some days he has a stuff where his stuff comes up and he's learned how to like, I've worked with Elvis Costello. I know when I can just like put my stuff under the the drum riser and put it into my plan. Yeah. And I don't need to make it your, the songwriter's problem because, or I don't need to make it the bass player's problem because we're here to, I'm, yeah. you know, just make music. It's a beauty. Yeah. It's uh, bringing it back to what's so funny about peace, love, and understanding. There is that thing that in band communication, there's that irony and that sense of like, we are, we're, we can make jokes about things with each other and not take them personally because that's not what we're here for. This isn't a social, it, it's social, but it's not a social endeavor where, oh, I, I'm here to like, you know, make a little thing about you and take you down a peg. Like yeah. if I take you down a peg, it's because I want that part to sound better and you want that part to sound better. Right. And so if I make a little, if I make a joke about how, oh, you know, someone took a little bit too much of the Neil Pert this morning, you know, I'm not going to take, I'm not going to be offended that you think that I'm playing like Rush on the drums. I'm just yeah. going to be like, oh, he's just saying in a funny way, yeah, I, I, Tony, yeah, bring it back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm not. Get, I'll tell you one thing. I mean, I, I'm not. I've never had a. I know. I'm, I, I've been living in Philly for a while, and then uh, I noticed that um, a lot of the people work in situations where there's a lot of busting balls and jabs and stuff like. Mm -hmm. I don't. And, and I think maybe my my problem, may, mostly in the world, is I probably if you were in my band and you had that rush moment or whatever, I, I wouldn't even make a joke about it. Right. You know what I mean? Because I'd be like, I, I'd be very direct with you and I'd tell you what it was. And, you right. Know, sometimes the joke helps people in the coping. Mm -hmm. But I'm like, I don't even have a joke for it. And it seems like, oh, man, he was being really, he's just, what mood is he in? And it's like, well, I don't feel that, I don't even know that there's, was there a need to, was there a need to, to temper it? Was there a need? Or don't we all want to, you know, don't we want the solution? So that, you know I'm, I mean? I'm, I'm like, going to keep bringing it back to the like, question. Don't so, I'd be like I just go don't play that. Right. I'm not going to say it's it's not good. I'm not going to say it's it's not a, a, an awesome part. It's just not the one that I'm wanting from you. 
So I'm very, I'll be very quick well, and, and short. Like, it seems like I'm, he's really short. I'm like, it's just why waste time? Why do I have to be clever now and come up with a joke right. to, like, hopefully not hurt your feelings? Again, hopefully your feelings aren't here. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because you know, we're, like, because gotta, we're here for, yeah. for bigger things. Yeah. Peace, love, understanding, yeah. music, a better groove, a tight song. Yeah. These are things that are kind of inarguable. Mm. And it is a... So true. It's inarguable. like right. cheap... It's making you feel safer to make a joke about it instead of get the impact of what, like, peace. I think really think about what that, like, that means. Like, you can be, you can make jokes from the stage about it, but if you really, in your life, can you really make a joke about peace in your life? No, 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 no. (laughs) you can't. I mean, again, that's, I think only, I think that's a luxury. If you can make a joke about it, you haven't experienced anything yet. Right. You know, and... The more you experience, the more you actually, um, you know, are shocked into feeling like you had no idea until a thing happens. And then you feel levels of yourself that you were you had no perception they were even there. And you'll stop joking. You know what I mean? Jokes are for fun. Jokes are fun. But I find them, you know, yeah, it goes away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. but um, yeah, Chris, uh, Chris and I were extremely uh, direct with one another. I find that that's his. He's got the temperament for it, and, you know, um, uh, people can work me in the studio, and, you know, and if I'm off, you know, I'd rather, let's just cut to the quick and just keep me in the booth until we're right, because if I've lost my ear or something like that, you know, yeah. and yours is sharp, you wouldn't speak up unless it's true. Right. You know, there's no, you know, he's not, he's, you know, he's got no, 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 no thing with me. You know right. what I mean? To like, I just want to mess with the student. No one's messing with anybody. <laughs> it's just like, you might want to hit that again. You might want to come listen to that. Yeah. You know, I don't know what you're going for, but I'm not so sure that was it. You come in here and you tell me if it was or if it wasn't, but you should probably listen to it. That's and it's the, like, it's great. Because like, nobody's like, oh man. That, yeah, because I'm not going on, you know, my vibe is not, my vibe is not going on vibe. We're not doing momentum. We're not doing, we're not doing cheerleading. We don't need to fool ourselves into this. Is no, it's like no high fives about it. Yeah. It ain't, it ain't coming from that, you know? Right. So, yeah. So, and it's probably because I was not, I wasn't on any sports teams and I didn't have like a, a loading dock job where, you know, it's a bunch of, you know, well, I, no, you know, I got a jive talking with me. And I think a lot of people who've been, who've made, who've sung in, uh, in the studio or played in, in the studio have this thing of, I don't think anyone resents being told that it could be better. The thing that I think most people resent is when someone, they get a sense that someone's saying, that's good enough. And it's like, it's Mm. good enough for you because you aren't going to listen to it after this session. It's not like, and and, and so the producer who is willing to say, yeah, you could do better is what you dream of. You know, you the the nightmare yeah. is that someone's going to let you do something that's less than your best, and it's good enough for them. And and that mm. and so many song singers I know, particularly for some reason, I feel like it's singers that that's a thing. Like a, there's a certain people who can <sighs> hear the difference between, well, you're yeah, you sound like Jeffrey Gaines. So I want to talk about <laughs> the death of singers, man. Yeah, I'm so actually very pissed off that the society at large will fill a stadium to watch a guitar noodler. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's so many guys just like, that's his name. And he plays solos neatly. There's so many notes. And you, you'll you go, like, get a theater seat. You'll be in the balcony to watch a dude just, like, you know, diddly, 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 like, all night long. It's like, wow, that's neat, you know? 
Um, they just they don't care about singers as much anymore. You know what I mean? Well, you I, was, like, I thought you were going to go to the realm of auto tuning and all of no, that. I of just, like, no, I you don't have no. to deliver However it. You get it. I'm yeah. just like, you know, you know, people just like, you know, I mean, it's been a, it's been a while, you know, since people just went went crazy over a singer. Um, because you know, even the, the, and the folks who can sing have worked in, you know, 25 choreographed dancers with them or a trapeze act while they're singing. It's like you just like you can't just be a singer. But right. you could sure enough just plant your fuck, you know, you could plant your cowboy boots and just do solos. You know, and like, man, that so just people are going to see a guy play electric guitar skillfully and you know from the blues framework. I got you. Yeah, why would they go see, you know, like they'd go see Otis Redding or something like it was like, man, just hearing a person sing. There's less of that going on. But as you say, I mean, it's you yeah. tour constantly and you play yeah, to. But it's 50, you know, 70 people. Hey, you know what? <laughs> it's I know. Like, these will ask people are like. This is one of those things there, where know? it really is a great. I, I have a few friends who, who exist in that part of the industry. Yeah. And I know how hard it is. And I know that the, you know, compared comparatively to like what, to how other artists are rewarded. Uh, it can be really frustrating. Oh, you better love, you better love catching the note. <laughs> right. You better love just like, ooh, man, did you hear that? You're talking to yourself driving, you know, right. four hours to the next city. But, man, did you hear that tonight? But Man, boy, and, I was locked, wasn't I? And. Response, response, response. <laughs> just you and crickets and the miles going by. You're like, yeah, because that better be why I love it. And thank God that's, you know, and never it is, changed. It's you know? a, well, and it's also a very, like, there's something about that, like, slow and steady when you have that kind of a career there is this thing of like year in and year out you're building these relations you're you're building your craft you're building your relate these relationships you're you're it's like uh, something woody guthrie once said it's like i want to inject myself into the <clears throat> bloodstream of america wow. and that's what those kind of what songwriters like yourself are doing it's like on person like you yeah you put out the records and but it's it's on a person to person and that kind of that that those seventy people in every little town that you go to, that's a, a, those are those seventy people will keep coming back, and that is the sustainability as opposed to the artist that like shoots and gets like I got twenty million fans and then next year I've got nothing or yeah. my connection to those twenty million fans can go away with with right. fashion whereas you like that's that's, that's true that's in a sense pretty I'm I'm sad jealous of I am I am, I find myself as a songwriter. Not particularly of you, like jealous of you, but I'm. I find myself more jealous of the artists who inhabit that space of like they are living real musicians' lives day in and day out and getting to have all the whole experience of being a musician than I ever find myself feeling jealous of the artists who go out on a massive stadium stage and can't really see anyone and there's just so like they're so far away from it and when i'm at those shows i feel more so in some ways feels more sorry for those artists i don't feel like oh i wish i was there but when i'm seeing my well, like a, i don't know if you ever travel with you travel cross paths with dan Byrne. some yeah. of your songs there's something about your spirit and the way that you you carry yourself that reminds me of him and he's an old old friend and he has that kind of career and i watch that and i just think and i see his struggles with it, his frustrations with it but at the same time for me it's like man you everything that you that we were trying to do when we were young songwriters playing open mics in la you're doing it and you've built that and uh 
you know, I just want to reflect that back to you because I, I know that it sometimes doesn't feel like that, especially in the industry. Like people who have, have radio shows or podcasts are like, uh, you know, what's your, how many followers do you have? But it's like, <laughs> well, I'm old, I'm old enough that <laughs> yeah. Having yeah, being followed was a thing. You were like, I don't want to be. Yeah, I don't want to be followed. Somebody, somebody following us? Yeah. Well, let's lose them because like, <laughs> hang on a minute. Yeah, I don't. That weirds me out. Um, yeah, I mean, I, you know, it's funny. It's all funny. I mean, yeah, I'm, I, I, gosh, I do love. I mean, I you know, I, I'm a fan of the trappings and all the ridiculous rock and roll stuff. So you know, being a purist is not sort of a necessarily a decided arc you know like decided when, for you you know, yeah i mean you know again yeah we're talking about you know we were talking about the monkeys earlier yeah you know, you're like you know when you're a little kid you know josie and the pussycats fat albert everybody got a band you know every little mm-hmm. every product is sold to you with a song it's a good time to you know grow up music was very very essential very important you know in the making of it and thems that did it were cool you know it's like it was a it was a road to cool and that was pretty cool i enjoyed that um uh, so, you know, you guys were talking about David Lee Roth earlier. I'm like, nothing wrong with some of the fun that yeah. that yeah. those guys got to experience. You know, you like, you find that oh man, you know, some of the fun of 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 that mythological rock that set the hook to you know have anybody pick up a guitar. You know, Beatles on Ed Sullivan, and and you know, you see, you know, a theater of fainting, screaming people because you've arrived to sing your song. You know, that's the weird stuff that sets the hook. That's those are the non-realities that get you going. I want to do that, yeah. you know. And then you're like, you know, so you, you know, you know, you, you you pick your moment, you get your opportunities, you, you know, you know, every now and again, so you know, okay, I'm I would be quite prepared <laughs> for that eventuality. Uh, you know, when those things occur, you know, you step up your game and, and, and have rock and roll moments within the folk rock scene. Such as you know? oh. playing like headlining Friday night at the Hotel Cafe with Chris Price, your record release party on Omnivore Records. Man, there's so many songwriters out there who would just, just, I mean, I, they would, I don't know, they'd kill, die, you know. Whore themselves. They trade so much to be in the to be in the, your wow. shoes, and I, and uh, you know, and again, not to take away any of the the difficulties that I know every artistic life is 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 hard, but uh, but I'm just saying, you know, I like to reflect back to 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 the people who get to come who come in here and and share their songs. That it's an amazing life making music. And that's right. Uh, Let me. Uh, yeah. My uh, bumper sticker statement is, um, you know, it's not a job; it's a joy. Yeah, you can use that anywhere you like, but you know that's the point. Well, that's perfect because it's been my joy to have you here, and um, and I'm I encourage all of the listeners to find more to to do what I'm going to do and like now go and pour through the catalog of Jeffrey Gaines and get to know this artist uh, even better. This if this is your introduction to Jeffrey Gaines, I hope it's been a good one. And if you are a fan of Jeffrey Gaines, I hope that this has been a a new experience and something that's unique in the in the catalog of experiences that you share and that it will first podcast for me oh this is your first podcast yes yeah. you were saying so. that so it, i hope it 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 uh ages this whole experience ages well and that the synchronicities that show up in it will be uh will be illuminating for years to come and uh and i do i, I and before i wrap up i i keep 
telling myself when I listen, I need to do to just encourage people who listen to the show to please. Uh, we are we have a small but devoted audience so far, but we need people to let their friends know about it. If you if you enjoy this podcast, please. I don't want to say share it, tweet it, although those are nice, but really, honestly, just like if you know of someone who's like really into synchronicity or songwriting, let them know about this because uh, I'm, I'm, I'm really excited and inspired to be doing it. And, uh, and I know that probably more people would like it than, uh, than currently listen, uh, which is fine. That's the part of the, that's our thing. Like that's, you got your 70 and I got my 70 and we're trying to reach out to more. And, uh, and if you are inspired by this, please check out our Patreon campaign because that's a wonderful way to support our work with synchronicity. And, um, is there any one last thing you'd like to share with our audience before I close this out? Well, again, then he's just sitting back and Thanks for enjoying a job well done and looking forward to a week of more music, more music, more music. And until next time, I'm your host, Andras Jones, wishing you lots of spine-tingling synchronicities, connections with the natural world, and all the inspiration you can handle. It's the Radio Wave Show.